WHO. A fee has been paid for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040 WHO. A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040 WHO. Hello, everyone. Welcome to ARAL Animal Connection. See, I'm not used to saying that. Mick is usually here with me and says that. So, good morning, Dan Starrett. Thank good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. You bet. Mick is out today, um, so if he's listening, I hope you're enjoying your rest and sleep while Dan and I are in here. But I think the weather, the snow looks beautiful. It looks like trees are painted and Yeah, frosting. it's that heavy, wet snowman snow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I don't know about you, Dan. I opened the door to let my dog out this morning. There's, of course, my French bulldog named Reese, who has very short little uh-huh. legs, and she took one step out on the porch and turned around and looked at me like, no way, and <laughs> um, came back in. But uh, she did eventually go out. So uh, do you have trouble with getting your dogs to go? Um, my dog's pretty good about it, actually. Yeah. Even in the rain. Really? Yeah. If she has to go, she'll go. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> right. Right. What what breed of dog do you have? Oh, I, can't I don't remember. know. It's okay. rat, terrier, <laughs> so it's little. something mix. Yeah. 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 She's like 12 pounds. Yeah. You know, usually, I mean, if it wasn't for Reese, I would say that uh, usually I have found that it seems like it's the big dogs that don't want to go out. And the yeah. little ones are all, you know, yeah. happy to go. So, but. Doing the, the hop through the snow. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, thanks for coming in this morning. And it's yeah, great course. to have you. We had actually just been talking about chickens a couple of weeks ago. And. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you have dogs and cats, and you have yep. worked in our animal services area, and yep. you have volunteered in numerous places. But for some reason, when chickens come up, it's always like, hey, we need Dan Dan the Chicken Man yeah, that's to right. come in. So um, we got a lot to talk about this morning, and there's a lot going on with uh, news and weather, of course, so we'll be cutting in and out on that. But yep. um, why don't we start with a couple of the questions that were submitted um, with regard to chickens over the last couple of weeks. And one was uh, timely, of course, which is prepared for winter and people had a lot of questions with regard to you know what do you need to do to get your coop or your chicken house or your chickens just in general prepared for the winter weather so you want to talk a little bit about that sure yeah um so we have to remember that chickens have been around for however many millions of years (laughs) (laughs) they're much better at this than we are um but really, as long as they have a place out of the wind, the cold wind, they'll be perfectly fine. So just make sure that your coop is, uh, you know, up to snuff. Make sure that it has ventilation, but not drafts, which mm-hmm. is weird. We could talk about that for an hour. So just check that out online and, and they'll give you examples. Um, and just throw some straw or something down on, on the floor for them to, you know, hang out in, nest in. That keeps them warm. Um, but it's not necessary to put any heat in your coop. It's actually worse to put heat in your coop. Um, if you were to lose power and the temperature drops, it could actually kill your chickens. Mm-hmm. So it's better to just let them deal with the weather as it is. Um, give them that place out of the cold wind, uh, some hay or straw, whatever you prefer. Um, 
and let them do their chicken thing. <laughs> you know, you and I have talked about heat lamps a lot yeah. over the years because, you know, it, it is your natural instinct to go, oh, they're cold, let's right. put up a heat lamp. But, you know, it hit me years ago in a conversation we were having that really you get that, you know, chicken house so warm mm-hmm. and then, you know, like you said, electricity goes out or two, um, you know, maybe it's really not as cold as you think it is and right. then they're not acclimated, right. you know, for the very cold weather. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is a natural, I think, instinct sure chickens as pets to go oh they're cold That's- yeah or any animal for that matter right. right like you feel bad for the horses out in the stall <laughs> right but then you know you have a beautiful stall for a horse and you drive by and the horse is standing out in the middle of the field exactly. in the wind covered in snow and they're perfectly fine right um so yeah we just have to remember that they're better at it than we are yeah a- absolutely and that horse thing is another really good point because i do have stalls and i remember early on having horses and i'd <laughs> shut them in the stalls every night and tuck them in and da 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 and it was the more i read the more i learned the more or if you leave the stall doors open they are out in the middle right. of the past that's where they prefer yeah and the snow is sitting on their back it's not soaking in it's not you know so it's those types of things to really remember with those kind of outside pets that we care for you know to make sure um i do uh typically get questions about water and water freezing Mm -hmm. and do you have you know suggestions about how to make sure that doesn't happen yeah there are you know tons of things on the market that you can buy uh heated water um dishes that you can buy but a lot of people don't have uh, electricity to their yeah. food. So um, they do make these uh, black bowls that are rubber. Um, and a lot of people use those in the winter versus the summer. And um, because it's easy to, you know, tip it over and knock the ice out of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah with the ru- being in the rubber right. versus the metal. Yep. yep. Okay. And then you just knock the ice out and refill it and go on their way. But you do, if, if you don't have. Um, electricity to your coop you do have to make sure that you're you're making sure that they have fresh you know uh non-frozen water yeah uh you know a couple times a day depending on how cold it is because it can freeze very quickly right yeah definitely yeah chickens um you know they're so they're interesting to watch even in the winter though because you look out and if you have a chicken house and you have a chicken coop Mm -hmm. on, on the outside you know it's interesting when the wind starts to get up it's like you say about the drafts Mm -hmm. they'll go in the house to get out of the draft it's just by nature to you know not be sitting outside so yeah absolutely but um other than that you know i don't you know we had a couple questions with with relation to their feet and if we need to worry about frostbite on their feet and i know we've talked about that before as well and yeah i mean it can happen it can it can certainly happen um making sure that your coop has ventilation is probably really important because if the chickens when they breathe especially if you have a you know 10 15 of them and depending on how big your coop is um when they're breathing they you know it's warm air which creates moisture moisture creates frostbite so you don't want that but you don't necessarily have to worry about their legs um as long as they have the roosting areas uh when they get up there and you know they're sitting on the bar they'll nuzzle their feet into their feathers essentially and keep keep themselves warm right yep so they're they're like I said, way smarter than we are. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yes. we need the gloves and the earmuffs and the hat. And they're like, no, we don't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we are actually going to take a break. I, we're lucky we have Maxwell in the studio yeah. with us this morning, Hey, I love too, sitting so. in on this. Oh, well, <laughs> I just learned something about chickens I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, ecstatic stick around. to be here. Yeah, stick around. We're just getting started. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Maxwell, and 
We'll be back. Hey, yeah, we'll take a quick look at the weather this morning. Of course, uh, widespread snowfall here in central Iowa. And uh, we have Megan Selwall, Channel 13 meteorologist, on the line. Hi, Megan. Good morning. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, we were talking about this being the heavy-grade snowman snow here. This is the serious wet stuff here. (laughs) Yeah, no, this will be great. I think there's going to be a lot of happy kids in central Iowa. I don't know if their parents will be as happy, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm telling Waveland. I hope hope they throw a Waveland golf course open here today. You need four inches, right? So I think we're about there, right? Yep. Yeah, we are. So I just went out and measured here at the studio... Um, and I measured four inches here out on our picnic table. We haven't gotten many snow reports in quite yet, so we're watching for them. You know, it takes some time for people to wake up and put on their snow boots and go out there and actually send in the measurements. Yeah, <laughs> so another report come in from Windsor Heights of about three and a half so far. So well, it's yeah, kind of kind of a mixed bag as you spread around the state. Right there, some places don't have any, and some places still down maybe southeast that's just getting rain. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is really brushed by northwest Iowa. Uh, Fort Dodge saw a little bit of some snow, not much, but it is dry there now. Still some heavier bands of snow right now, right over the Ames to Des Moines area still yet. And then off towards Newton, we're seeing some heavier snow there. Then if you move into southeast Iowa, some um, rain has been fought, rain mixing with snow there. Um, it just kind of has been go- right on the fringes in southeast Iowa. But I am seeing more dry air wrap in from the south and west around this system, and that's going to continue to eat away um, at that area of precipitation and continue to cause it to come to an end, basically, from here on out. So I think we're through the heaviest of it. It's kind of just the last bit of the snow now just kind of wrapping up. Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwall. Thanks. And, uh, of course, we have more weather from uh, Megan coming up, and we'll check in with uh, you next hour if you're if you're up for it. Yeah, I cool. will be here. So we'll talk to you guys then. Hopefully we'll have a few more totals to share. That'd be great. Thank you, Carol. All right, back to you. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. So, and I think we're getting ready to take a break then, too. So when we take a break, and we'll be back in just a minute. So, This is a traffic alert from News Radio 1040 WHO. at WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're back with ARL Animal Connection, and definitely I don't sound like Mick, who usually does the lead in for those, but. Good night, mate. Yes. How was that? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Thank He's you. He's probably rolling over right now. Like, He's oh, probably like, God. oh. Sterrett, quit. Just right. quit. Yeah, right. don't even try. So anyway, here with Dan Sterrett, too, this morning. Thank you so much for coming in yeah, this morning. Of so last week we were kind of talking about these wildlife bridges that yes. have been opening. And, you know, there's been one that's been in Colorado, one that opened up in Montana, and yesterday one opened up in San Antonio. And it's considered actually the largest wildlife bridge in the u.s so oh, i have to check that one out yeah check those out um and you can definitely do that too on our arl animal connection facebook page so go to facebook and search arl animal connection if you're not yep. already connected up um and there's stuff out there on them but it's actually like i said considered to be the largest one in the u.s that opened on friday and i started researching these these bridges and mm-hmm. came up with the, uh 25 so far they're not necessarily 
just in the U.S. There's right. a handful in the U.S., but there's lots around the world. Yep. Um, and it is really cool to look at them and see how much they're really working. And, of course, the purpose of these bridges is to make sure the animals can get over or under right. major highways and avoid traffic, yep. um, which causes, of course, injury to them, injury death to them, or injury to humans as well. Yeah, billions uh, of dollars a year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So very cool that they're doing these. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think what's really neat, too, is they make these bridges these overpass bridges or these they you know put like grass and logs and stuff on them right to try to lure the wildlife to pass over there yeah and to your point it, it works it they, does they're just like oh okay i'll go this way <laughs> yeah and um i was reading one article and they were saying how they expected it would take a couple years really for mm-hmm. wildlife to, and like it happened much more quickly than they thought that animals start figuring it out and went that way so those are very cool and i hope we just keep seeing more and more of those in the u.s pop up so yeah yeah they can't be like a huge added expense right well i think i read the one in san antonio was like 28 million dollars so for some dirt (laughs) if only it was that simple i know i know (laughs) we'd like to think so but um, but anyway, worth it when you, though, probably when you think about damage to vehicles, human sure. life, animal yeah. life, wildlife. Your return is, is greater, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Over time. Yeah. So, and it's probably easier and cheaper, I would assume, to build it in when you're building the road versus doing yeah. it after, right? You would think. Yeah. I mean, that comes from us two non-engineer type of minds, but yes. <laughs> right. There's probably people going, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but very cool and um, just kind of, to me, demonstrates how, you know, Mick and I talk a lot about this, how things have changed from f- 20 years ago oh, five yeah. years, and how figuring out ways that humans and animals, wildlife can coexist right. safely and live together. Right. That's so, the important thing. It is. Yeah. Very cool. So Huge difference from 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you work animal services, which, you know, the more common term to that probably would be uh, animal control and i know you get calls um about concerns of animals maybe this time of year out in the cold yeah um so one let's talk a little bit about what um you know first of all we'd ideally of course love to see your pets inside the home with you absolutely maybe that can happen for some reason and if that is the case what what would you recommend that somebody gets to make sure their animals stay safe yeah i mean the minimum which is iowa law um make sure that they have a you know a dog house let's say if we're talking about dogs um something to get out of the elements something warm something dry always food and water um uh never put blankets in in a dog house uh in the winter especially just because they can freeze and there's no point in that but um adding straw to a dog house yep um will will help tremendously i think we'll take a quick break again when we come back we're going to keep up with this conversation because it's really important we'll be back Right now, today's top stories from Des Moines News, Traffic, and Severe Weather Station. News Radio 1040 WHO. It's 630. I'm Jason Taylor. 
Rachel Radio News. Currently light snow, fog mist 30 in Des Moines. Our top local story this hour. Much of the snow may have fallen in the current storm system across Iowa, but there still could be a little more. Still see some accumulations, maybe up to a half inch per hour, but will continue to gradually diminish as we head through the morning. That's Craig Cogill with the National Weather Service. Some light snow falling, although looking at the radar, it does appear to be just about through with the Des Moines area heading east and northeast. We have 5.6 inches of accumulation at Johnston at the National Weather Service, 5.7 inches here in Des Moines at the air Airport, so almost six inches in this early winter storm here in the metro area. We'll have wind gusts up to 25 miles an hour today, but Weather Service says won't be a big issue with driving because it's a heavy, wet snow and the won't be blowing as much as you may have in some of the other storms. Roads in the metro, all snow covered. That extends to southwest Iowa. I-80 snow covered from Omaha through the Des Moines area heading east, but roads in Iowa City and uh, Cedar Rapids partially blocked as of now. The Hawkeyes football game in Iowa City kicking off a two. 30 this afternoon. We'll have that for you here on News Radio 1040 WHO. And of course, the winter weather advisory expires in Des Moines at 3 6 p.m. in Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. It's 6 31. I'm Jason Taylor. Our next scheduled news in 30 minutes breaking news and severe weather once on AM 1040 on your radio and everywhere you are. WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hi, everyone. We're back. ARL Animal Connection. I'm here with Dan Sterrett, who came in this morning for me. Good morning. Uh, appreciate that. And before the break, we were talking about um, keeping pets safe and yeah. warm in this weather. Yeah, make sure they have, you know, if they have to be outside and they can't go inside on your couch or whatever, uh, make sure they have the, the warm, dry place outside. Don't put blankets in a, in a doghouse. Um, put straw. Blankets, you know, they get wet and they freeze. And then... And they're laying on a block of ice essentially so don't do that uh put some kind of uh you know flap or something on the door just to block the wind um and make sure they always have food always have water they burn a lot of calories in the in the winter uh trying to stay warm so make sure that they they always have that food available to them so that they can eat it if they if they need it yeah and i'm gonna remind everyone too you know sometimes it takes a village and if you yep. see uh a pet suffering outside or what you think might be suffering. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes it gets uncomfortable with people and they're thinking, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of the situations that we've had to step into, that has been because somebody called us and reported right. something going on. Right. And we're happy to do a welfare check and just yep. check in if you're concerned. So please call if you don't live, you know, in Des Moines, call your local Absolutely. law enforcement animal control service. If you live in Des Moines, that would uh, obviously be the Animal Rescue League and you can give us a call. Yeah, 28348. 811 is that number if you're in Des Moines proper. Yep. So give us a call if you see anything. We'd be glad to check it out. Absolutely. But, um, you know, there's other, there's lots of other, you know, pet tips too for winter. Somebody had um, emailed into www.arl-iowa.org and our Animal Connection uh, link to submit mm-hmm. a question. And they said last year, you know, they had heard us talking about weather tips and were wondering if we could, you know, kind of repeat those. Yep. Um, and one of them I think that's so important is just making sure you also know your own dog's limits. Yes. So my French Bulldog may not want to be out as long <laughs> as your Husky. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, there are some animals, you know, and we get welfare calls all winter, all summer, too. Uh, call us, you know, anytime. Doesn't matter what the weather is if, if you feel an animal is in distress. Um, but I've I've gone to many houses and they're husky dogs. And, 
you know, they have the ability to go in the house. There's a doggy door, yep. and they're laying out in the middle of the yard. Right. Um, they love it. Um, but to your point, know their limits. Uh, you know, most people are like, he's fine. And nine times out of ten, he is fine. Yep. Um, but just, you know, bring him inside if you can at night, at least. Just make him stay inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes when you can't watch him. Sometimes we have to be the, you know the thought person there and say (laughs) okay i i had a chow mix named bailey oh yeah and she was the same way she wanted to go out she'd stick her head in snow she would have stayed out for hours but you know what that was not good for bailey's paws right her ears right her nose so you know sometimes it's like nope get in you know right they're like a child right right? (laughs) absolutely so the other things to really think about are you know check the hood of your car i mean cats just Mm -hmm. often sleep in wheel wells of the car Mm -hmm. during winter to keep warm um and you definitely want to make sure you kind of check that before you necessarily, if you have, if your car is sitting outside, yep. you can honk the horn, yep. that'll wake them up. Yep, you know? a lot of people just slap the hood, you know, as they walk by their car to get in it, and that's enough to wake them up when they're snoozing and they yep. go find another place. Absolutely, absolutely. We've had a couple cats that have been brought into the animal rescue league that maybe got caught you know Mm -hmm. in that situation in a car and have been injured so be sure and you know do that those sorts of things definitely wipe their paws you want to make sure that you're getting any chemicals that they would pick up while they were outside going for a walk yep on that all that salt you don't want that to stay there yep absolutely um you're definitely going to want to also make sure you're using a safe antifreeze safe for pets antifreeze in your own car yep yep and all that stuff is readily available at any any store nowadays you can get i think it's called safe pause i can't remember but you know it's the it's, uh, you know it'll get rid of the ice but it's not gonna irritate your your dog or cat's paws absolutely and that that's one thing that does happen you know they w- especially dogs will go on walks they get antifreeze mm-hmm. or some other toxic mm-hmm. substance from snow you know melt on yep. them and then they lick their paws right. because you know they do that and mm-hmm. um it can cause them to be sick so you definitely want to make sure that um you check that out um you know avoid the ice you want to make sure you're not getting your dog out on you know um out on frozen lakes and ponds and that sort of thing sure. as well um and dorothy from Matum was calling and it looks like she's actually asking can you use hay for cats as well yes absolutely so dorothy will answer that hi dorothy how you doing this morning hi good morning yourself oh doing great so you're kind of wondering if we can you if you can use hay for keeping cats community cats or cats outside warm as well right yes ma'am yeah please do um uh i would i would do straw versus hay um just fyi um and the reason is because straw is actually hollow um and it traps the body heat of the animal so it's basically like a little blanket um, and now, the where, hay. Where can I buy straw from? Uh, you can get it from any, uh, you know, farm store. Fleet Farm has it. Um, where are you in Des Moines? No, I'm in Ottumwa, Iowa. Oh, Ottumwa, I knew that. Um, so, Orschlands, absolutely. Tyson's would have it. Um, and it's, you know, seven bucks a, a bale or so, um, depending on where you go. But uh, it it may not look like a lot, but one bale will, <laughs> will get you by by quite a bit now you said you now what did you say you used again straw hey i'm sorry no you're fine straw you straw straw okay straw yep okay another question how much do you put in there good question i would probably uh put you know six to eight inches or so in there just to keep them up off the uh the ground enough um 
that it's you know comfortable and enough that it will keep him warm. Yeah, I wish I could add this pet. I've been feeding him for 15 years. It's a cat. It's a beautiful <laughs> cat, but I cannot have it. But lo and behold, he was so scared of us for a while. And finally, just this past summer, after 15 years of feeding him, he jumped on my lap. <laughs> and he, you know, he was doing his paws, and he's the clawed. Oh, interesting. He's never. He's never been into a fight. Never, ever, ever. Well, yeah, he's I, smart. You've obviously done <laughs> yes. something right, Dorothy, that you've been able to yeah. keep him around for so long. So really appreciate yeah. your call. Thank you so much this yeah. morning. Okay, thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. You thank too. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Love your show. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Maxwell, you have a dog. Uh, we we, did, we used to have a dog. Yeah, we had a, we had a, a Boston Terrier, and right. he was great. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So are you, He hated going out in the just, snow. I was just going <laughs> to ask that question, being a small dog. Did he like it or not like he it? He so. hated it. He didn't, you know, if, if I made a trail for him with the shovel in the uh-huh, yard, uh-huh. he loved that, you know, and I would, I would make it like a Christmas tree. I'd have branches going out, and he'd go and do his thing out in all the branches that yep. i created but boy he was upset if i didn't make that trail for him so yeah. that would have been the first thing i would have done this morning if he was still around yeah. shovel in your yard right <laughs> exactly isn't yep. that funny my neighbor goes what are you out there shoveling for well the dog and he and our my neighbor has goldens they don't oh, care they yeah. love it yeah there you so. go yeah those little ones though you certainly gotta you know go from some, there, so. they're all different some of them love it and others yeah. they're like yeah <laughs> My my uh, kids have a miniature uh, schnauzer, and he just loves it. And he rolls around, and of course, he comes in, and he looks like the <laughs> abominable snowman because it's all over him. Yeah, um, that's right. So, well, it's great having you in the studio with us well, during our time this in. morning. So, yeah. I really love it. So, and I'm going to turn it over to you now for a- some updates. Absolutely. Let's send over to Jason Taylor with some news headlines and some snow totals. What's going on, Jason? winter storm has passed through Des Moines, so have we gotten more snow than expected? Yeah, a little bit more. I think in general we're looking uh, two to five inches with locally higher amounts, and looks like we got the locally higher here. Here you have it. Meteorologist Craig Cogill with the National Weather Service. Wind gusts up to 25 miles an hour today, but it's uh, wet and heavy snow, so it won't really be blowing much. That's what they tell me. Roads in the metro all covered with snow, extending southward into southwest Iowa. I-80, snow covered from Omaha through the Des Moines area heading east, but roads in Iowa City, where Iowa plays its football game today, they're partially covered there as of now. And Des Moines Public Works advising that there is a snow ordinance in effect for the city today. No parking allowed on snow routes in the city. More coming up at 7 on WHO Radio News. This is a traffic alert from News Radio 1040 WHO. Our traffic continues to kind of creep along this morning if you're in the Des Moines metro area. Road conditions 100% covered with uh, a combination, I believe, of snow and maybe even a little bit of ice underneath there. But I am noticing on a couple of the cameras down around Mill Civic, for example, the DOT is getting some good wheel tracks getting cleared off. So hopefully traffic will free up a little bit, but give them a little time, everybody, to get that cleared up. And also, thanks to Jim calling in, letting us know at Southeast 14th and Hartford, it looks like there's a crash right around Granger there. And I think you're going to have to plan on a larger route because you're not going to be able to come northbound there on 14th. So have a safe trip on this Saturday, everybody. With traffic on 